The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! All right, fuck twats, we're recording. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what is your fucking thing with accents lately, by the I way? I don't know. I like I to do <laughs> very many accents. Uh, like Watto from the uh, Phantom Menace. You've been doing a lot like of that. Like the Armenian alien that I'm, they slipped into the Phantom like when, Menace? When we come back from break, every time you just slide into some like hey. weird, hey, hey you Eastern European. What is it with franchises having to pull out, like you've got the, you got the Jewy gnome guys in Harry Potter, <laughs> right? The the fucking the bankers. Yeah. You've got the Armenian fucking wheeler dealer salesman in Phantom Menace. Yep, like they love. They I love mean, what about that Chinese guy that flew with Lando Calrissian and yeah. fucking Return of the Jedi? Or that's the, one of the most oh troubling characters or, I've ever seen in film. <laughs> the it samurai is. alien did. <laughs> <laughs> Most Every most racist of- Phantom Menace. That's that wasn't even the most racist thing from the Phantom Menace. You forgot about uh, the Trade of Federation, who is making fun of Chinese people holding trade wars, like oh having a God. trade war. The Senate must at least see know what that they just have to shows say. what a good person I am because that's not where my mind went. It didn't. No, man, I was I, like really in didn't. sophomore in high school when I skipped school to see that movie and I then know. was disappointed. But you guys used to go over it in the clan meetings on weekends. What? So you guys used to just chit chat. Jesus. About your favorite stereotypes. Not, I did not have clan well, meetings. Every <laughs> once in a while, you'll hear, you'll see an article, and they're like, "Oh my god, did you know that George Lucas hated the Last Jedi?" And I'm like, "I've hated most of everything George Lucas has ever done." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he created something beautiful once, and then he should have left it the fuck alone. You mean he adapted? He should have moved to Biloxi. Yes, he uh, <laughs> yes. he adapted something beautiful. He saw Hidden yeah. Fortress <laughs> and went, "Let's put right. that in space." And then it was amazing. And then he brought on a bunch of other people to make the second and the third ones. And then it kind of got away from yeah. him. And then that, that Rogue One went into like God, seven so. samurai territory. Yes, it did. It's but very it was, good. But it was dope. Very good. But it was dope. Rogue One is a better written Star Wars movie than anybody else wrote another Star Wars movie. I think. Alan Tudyk is so good as that droid. And I'm so going to bring up Alan Tudyk later, by the way. Uh, K2S1. In, uh, in our media. <laughs> I know but that, but I can't, I can't draw a vagina from memory. If you... <laughs> God. Uh... That's really disturbing. I gave I, up on vaginas. You've just given up. That's dude. a way to test I'm how going, nerdy someone was back in the day. You'd be like, all right, draw a vagina. And they, you know, if they didn't draw it right, you'd be like, you've never seen or touched one, you piece of shit. <laughs> They're all different, Sean. They, very true. They're all different. So our mutual friend that wow. we were discussing earlier, um, she sent me a diagram of the seven types of vaginas. Okay. And their labia. Interesting. Basically how like different women have all kinds of different types of labia. Like like inner labia on Any some girls outies, are basically right. non-existent. Yep. Some of them hang down, mm, you know, yeah. like, like the window of a Chinese store. Yes. <laughs> like a duvet cover. Like, yes. There's like a duck hanging upside down next to it. It looks like a big it looks like a big beef and cheddar is slowly sliding off the counter at Arby's. Yeah. There's... But she she challenged me to guess what she, I thought 
her vagina was going to look like. That's weird. Out, yeah. of, but out of all the ones, the yeah. choice she was like, well, first she was like, well, what, what would you prefer? And I'm like, oh. did you pick Cthulhu? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Tentacles and eyes and a beard. Okay, so what did she confirm? Um, God, I shouldn't say this. Since there's wait, no wait, names. There's, there's no, no names. No all names. right. Uh, she went with the more, I think it was position three. Oh, they don't have names. They just um, have numbers attached. Um, which I immediately was like, oh, clamshell. Okay. The clamshell. Okay. The clamshell. Which is the classic. Yeah. The classic porn vagina, I think, is okay. what people are yeah. looking for. Right. Is the clamshell. It's well, the royale with Some cheese. people are looking for that. I want it to look like someone kicked a hole in the side of a coyote's carcass. and. Right. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I want a Philly cheesesteak. There you go, dude. With whiz or without whiz. <laughs> without whiz. Yeah. So no. Sorry, ladies. If you have a yeast infection, Bobby's not into it. He ain't going for that calzone in between your legs. I don't know. Extra ricotta. <laughs> wow. wow. We are so on brand right yes, now. Yes, this so is really good. Um, no, and it, it, it'll deal with our sponsor later. It'll it's all going to make deal sense with our later. Um, let's do a quick quick check in yeah. to start the show, shall we? Yeah. Let's do that? first we say, done that well? welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whiskey Reel, the riskiest of wheels. We are here to podcast on another Saturday. It it's is. a special Saturday. And why? to my, you know why it's special, motherfucker. Oh, going to oh, tell them later. Of that. Yeah, because of the two special things oh, that we got, got going it, on. Got it. Uh, to my left is the Shag Bandit himself. Mr. Bivens, if you're nasty, Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noises, otherwise known as Peter Pandemic. <laughs> that one's new. I like that one. I like that one, too. Um, I'll introduce the gentleman to my left, and I, I want to put a tilde over gentleman. <laughs> <A tilde. laughs> An umlaut. <laughs> An umlaut. <laughs> my friend Tony Montanus. He is Wolfgang Fuck. He is absolutely the opposite of Dorian Gray. Although I'm starting to notice myself going down that path. Amen. Um, he's a soul crusher of a motherfucker. He's Aaron Antonio Branderas. First, first you get the hooker. Then you get the butt cocaine. Then you get the power. <laughs> then you get the power. Um, I think you've done that three times. I don't. Absolutely. I'll never stop. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just, it's another accent to exploit and to vulturize. <laughs> I That's am mostly accents. Uh, to my left is a giant man, not just in stature, but in ego. <laughs> he is wide. Girthy. Girthy. And he uh, has no resemblance to Mother Earthy. He is... Chuddlesworth the third, Chudlenore Rigby. I love how you're just from across the sea. You like put away the list so you don't have to refer to it. You're just making up a house. Sir Jesus Chuddlesworth the third. Uh, my friend Sean Moriarty. God, my business card is so busy it is. with all the different suffixes. It's like an index card. It's not business card size. It's a it's five actually, by seven. It's actually really good to see you guys today. It's yeah. good to see you guys it's too. It's good. It's it's a beautiful day out here in Durango. We uh, spent the last week in some sort of um, time machine back to winter. Yeah. Um, it was ugly. It was horrible. I hated it. This is the time of the year. I don't know about you guys when you better give me, especially since we got our year robbed last year from the Rona, you better give me my fucking spring and summer, sir, or yeah. we're going to have choice words. Because um, like Wednesday, it was like snowing BBs. It was fucked. The it whole week weird. out here, it had been snowing much in much of the state of uh, Colorado. Um, but it's absolutely a beautiful spring, sunny, crisp day. You know, you can go t-shirt and jeans. You can go shorts and a sweatshirt. You know, you can do whatever you want, dude. Your fashion wants are your own. 
live them. Well, me and Bobby still chose flannel because we're fat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so take that. Take, so take that. that take you're wearing that a hoodie. Sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a hoodie. You're frying right now. No. I feel you're like a little sausage. I feel very comfortable. I don't sweat when I breathe, Sean. I don't sweat when I breathe. <laughs> it's when I stand and I talk. It's not the breathing ah. that makes me sweaty. It's the everything else. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But we're all back here. We're, you know, many, many miles beneath the earth's surface in the towards the mantle near the core of the earth. <laughs> um, we are doing our thing here in the bunkie. It looks like somebody was held captive here for the last week and was mm-hmm. rummaging around in the dark. Yeah, it looks like Brie Larson and her rape child were in here for seven years. <laughs> Ouch. In the movie room. That was a good, I love yeah. that movie. It's, it's great, it's, but it's, you can only watch it once. Only once. Um, and she's a little bit, she gets on my nerves. I own uh, the Blu-ray and I've literally never opened it. Like it was one of those, like it's important to have this movie and never watch that it just, again. The fact that you still own Blu-rays and continue to buy them. I don't. I stopped about a year and a half ago. I stopped buying Blu-rays altogether. I thought you said you just bought something recently. No, no. Somebody bought something for me. They bought me oh. Avengers Endgame just because oh, okay. I, I'm a completist. And I was like, it'd be good to have those just in case the, our very reliable internet here in Durango, Colorado goes down like it does every five minutes sometimes. So. Well, I know, that's the one thing now that I'm on the grid. I, I live the I live where the Richies live. You're living your best life. Yeah, that, but it's good to be in town in spring. Everybody's coming out, coming out from underneath their rocks. People are getting vaccinated left and right. Uh, Rex had her second yesterday. She's feeling a little oogie. Yeah, but she's uh, getting through the other she side went of Moderna, that. Pfizer. Uh, she went Moderna. Moderna I got okay. I got the Pfizer April six. I go for my number two. Ooh, so my, by the yeah. by oh, the yeah. end of April, um, we'll be ready to travel and and get get on with our lives, man. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. It's good, Bobby. You're saying you're rolling around. You're bumping into everybody that you've ever met on the, out on the streets, and <laughs> it's dude. It's busy. Like my job's busy as hell. We're doing like almost like summer numbers right now. People are just ornery, man. They want to get out and spend money and just live again, dude. It's it's crazy after being through the. Can you? I I still like. I can't believe we've been through this shit for the last year. It's crazy. I mean, to think about it's been. I remember when this started and Sean took three weeks off because we were told we were going to die if we went outside. Yeah. So Sean took a few weeks off. Bobby and I recorded a few. And to think that was a year ago. A year ago. That's fucking crazy. Seems like five years ago. It seems. It seems like I should have a COVID degree of some kind after just one year. One year intensive program. Yeah, dude. It's. But hey, we're here. Uh, What's been going on with you, Uh, Sean? Anything? How's your back? My back is uh, not doing as great as it should be. I keep stretching and everything. I'm thinking I may need a, some combination of a, uh, a massage therapist and a chiropractor to really get my shit back to where it was supposed to be. I think that I pulled it enough that it healed in the right. It's like healing in the wrong spot. So I'm still kind of tight. It takes me in the morning like a few stretches to be able to get to my toes and touch my toes again. Right. Despite the gut, I could actually like I was pretty limber, but yeah. I haven't been lately, man. It's been tough to work out. I've been working out less. I'm getting I can feel myself inflating. And that's exactly where I don't want to be before I start hiking again. Did you uh, have you ever given thought to maybe having uh, Lando's co-pilot walk on her back? Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Just oh. saying it might. might Hell yeah. You know, Katie's small enough to walk on your back. Yeah, she could walk on my back. Except she, I mean, she I'm already walks to... all over your dreams. <laughs> Who was Lando Calrissian's co-pilot. She, all, she already she steps on your I'm words. Gonna strike that from the record. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> what? Who is Lando Calrissian? We just talked about him. He's the guy that was like a Asian appropriated alien. Oh, so good to hold her. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Super troubling. Super troubling, dude. Okay. And I never thought of it until you just mentioned it, but that's fucking hilarious. Um, Mess so up. What, what else is going on? That's 
that's about it, man. Uh, been watching. I'm getting ready to watch that Mighty Duck show, and I can't wait to make you fuckers listen to me talk about it next week or the week after. We're not after. talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> yes, we are. I'll just start talking about it, or I'll just cut myself you know in. To- when we do that, I'm going to go full Sean Mo, and I'm going to finish all of your sentence. <laughs> And every sentence is going to end with, it sucks. <laughs> Jesus. But I get to edit it later on. I mean, I could just do a Mad Libs conversation with you guys and get reactions and then That's record myself saying new shit. And then your response. Sure. I'm just going to bring a box of crickets and put the headphones on the box and walk out of the room. <laughs> Told you, man, there's members of our audience. Shoot us a text to 970-426-5344 if you give a shit about the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, text a thumbs up or a thumbs down and let Sean know how much he is in the minority. All right. Yeah, yeah. just saying. Uh, one of our comedy friends, uh, she actually did a post on Facebook asking like, how do I watch the Mighty Ducks? See, and I'm told like, you. Oh, you. You know what you do? You don't. Get in a time machine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> with Travel Emilio Estevez. 1993. <laughs> when <laughs> Emilio Estevez didn't look like he just walked out of a beehive. He does, too. <laughs> he looks he rough. Looks rough. Um, They're getting ready to make another Young Guns. Yes, they are. Shut up. Old a reboot? Gu- it's going to be Old Guns, isn't it? No, is it a reboot with new, like, current stars? I don't or? know what the fuck they're doing, but no, like, the original cast is talking about coming back. I don't know how this works, because, I mean, Billy the Kid died in the first movie. Yes. They managed right. to pull off a second one. The second one was, was horrible, by the way. The Young Guns 2 is one of the worst sequels. Back This was back when a remarkably horrible sequel wasn't that common, unless it was genre or horror, and that one was remarkably bad. It was a bad sequel, but, like... Not a horrible movie. Are they getting Lou Diamond it's a, back? It's a C minus movie, I would say. I mean, I don't think it's horrible. I mean, honestly, Young Gun sucks. Are they <laughs> I, the original one? I mean, that, I liked it as a kid, dude. It's got that like. I bet uh, you, I'd hate it now. You know what I liked as a kid? The Mighty Fucking Ducks. So show some fucking respect. <laughs> Young Guns had that like Lady Hawk score. <laughs> yeah. When they're riding through the desert, it's all... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but that's totally what you wanted at that point. I guess. Man. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Was, is La Bamba coming back? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is he coming back into the fold? All standing By the way, deliver? have you seen... Uh, oh, I guess I'll start my check-in with Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> One thing I've noticed in my life is I just saw Lou Diamond Phillips on a thing... Like last week, he's doing a movie or a show or something. Really? And, What's he? Um, I can't remember what the fuck it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna watch it. But like, <laughs> he looks amazing. Does yeah, he? he looks great. He, he does looks actually. Great. He's taking care of himself. That's why. He Good has, for he, you, Lou he, Diamond Phillips. He wasn't one of the Estevezes or Sheens that beat themselves wow. up with cocaine well, and horrors for fucking. He was Estevez in that, is uh, on his fourth liver, and and people talk <laughs> shit about Sheen. Estevez is on his fourth liver. People have died because of him. Yes. Um, he was on the, what was the uh, show with the Wyoming sheriff and Katie Sackhoff and and oh, yeah. Emilio, uh, uh, or, uh, Emilio Lou Diamond Phillips was like the the fuck is that show called Hey Care Bear can I ask you a quick question Of course Bobby um, I'm trying to figure out there's this show it's about like a Wyoming sheriff and Katie Sackhoff plays his deputy but Lou Diamond Phillips is the bar owner and they solve a mystery every week there's a lot of murders in Wyoming I can attest to the murders in Wyoming I was almost part of one and the show is called Longmire. 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 Oh. And I've never seen it. Uh, first of all, Carol, we we have a lot to talk about. I need to hear that story, but we I don't know. have fucking time. So we'll hear that story later. Dude. Yeah. She's... Almost murdered in Wyoming. The Carol story. <laughs> oh, so anyway, digression. Um, my life is exactly what it's been for a year. It's just fatter. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to... I looked at myself in the mirror yesterday after I got out of the shower and I was like, you really need to rethink some choices. 
you <laughs> there might be a lifestyle change hey, forthcoming. That's you. You should be happy, Bobby, because I had a similar thing this morning. Right when I that's eerie that you say that, but when I walked to my mirror, I said. Both of you guys got a fucking problem right now. You guys need to get your shit together and do some push-ups. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start doing some stuff again. Good. Uh, it's only been two years. Are we going to reopen the weight room in your garage so yes. we can get weird? I only have two months left, though. I am going to be moving shortly. So. Oh, you, shit. Are you oh, gonna... speaking of which, have you and your roommates discussed, have you gotten any closer to an answer? We are going to stick it out, I think. Um, yeah. Really? The three of us. Yeah. We're gonna Beautiful. Look, yep. So you're going to look for something. At least that way you guys can get something dope in town. That's what I'm thinking. Between the it, three it of you. It kind of opens fuck. up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. See, and get it, something like really fresh. Oh, and I'll say this real quick. I, I, I told this story to Aaron before the show started. And it's not that funny, but it's I think you guys might appreciate it. Um, I was hanging out with uh, my son and Mr. Walnuts. And uh, Tiny Top Gun showed up at the house Tiny with Top Gun. a <laughs> gorgeous bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And at, at like 11. He just, you know what I mean? And so we started drinking and proceeded to drink mightily. And I didn't. Oh, Tig was there as well. Oh, yeah. Friend of the podcast. And I didn't get a word in edgewise <laughs> for like, I don't know, two hours. And I finally I was just like, OK, everybody needs to shut the fuck up. I'm going to go get my laptop and we're recording this like it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Did you record it? No. Oh, God I was just trying it. to make a point. That could have been our after credits. Two hours of after credits. Of just nonsense. Um, yeah. Like I said before, uh, Rex is on vaccine number two. I'm very excited yeah. to get mine in another week and a half or so. We got uh, just planned a trip to go see some of her people out in Indianapolis. Well, what do you mean her people? You know what I mean by that clearly blacks um, Jesus we're gonna go so we're gonna go check out her family which i haven't met which i'm very excited about but yeah we're gonna go out to Indi- indianapolis it'll be nice to be in a city i think that's in a month and a half going to new orleans in october Woo! my big thing for you know the upcoming year is as i gradually start to slow down the the, the absolute murderous consumption of alcohol in my life is to get out of here, man. Yep. I, my whole purpose for being vaccinated is less about my health yeah. and more about my ability to travel safely. Yep. Um, so I get, that's kind of going to be my focus. Already super busy at work. Um, we're already like showing like pre-summer numbers because people are just, they've had it. They want to they get out and do it. And I totally understand. I guess despite how <laughs> great things are going here, everything else is spiking again. It's kind of fucked yeah. up. Yep. Um, but our governor here, Polis here in Colorado, the rumor is ne- as early as next week, maybe the week after that is we're looking at removing our mask mandate yeah. in our state, a la Texas and Ale- and uh, I think Arizona just did it right. And Mississippi. And I think that might be the thing. So I, I don't know if that's good, bad or indifferent. But at this point now, when I see people with no masks in the store, I'm like glaring at them. And that's become part of my 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 part of my shopping experience is glaring at you know <laughs> fat hillbillies with no masks on yeah. who need it the most. Mm. Um, but I like I, now, it too. I, but now, well, for different reasons. Well, they breathe heavy. Yeah, they they yeah they literally are going to mm-hmm. die. They all sound like Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll see how who responds, who, when, where, you know. And yeah. well, why, I don't know but... if you guys had heard, but Biloxi actually didn't even get COVID. No, <laughs> there's some think... kind of weird immunity yeah, you get amazing. from eating like pie. 
piles of fried alligator tails. Yeah, for sure. I don't probably think anybody de- actually lives there. Probably, I think it's uh, a ghost probably, city. They probably developed some unique antibodies when they were thrust into the ocean very briefly, which is where they should have stayed, as exactly. we said last episode. Exactly. Um, so they came back with superpowers. When you get covered in people's sewage on your way out into the ocean, you build up. You some get stuff. antibodies. That's why they they all look like the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, is that why? They look like because that's what happened, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. So, Bob, it's not too shabby all the way around. I was super surprised at your pick for booze this week because okay. this is uh, this looks like a direct competitor to Van Noy's Family Bitchwater, and I didn't think that you would choose something that is like. Well, I just wanted to it. show you guys how shitty this product is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is pure garbage compared to the Bitchwater. And every now and again, we have to do a bad spirit. So. We do have to, and um, that's not true. This no. is actually a really lovely spirit. Um, this is a, another Colorado classic. Yeah. Um, from Copper Muse Distillery. This is gin. We haven't done gin in a couple of months, maybe. Uh, we d- I think the last one we did was that uh, Japanese yeah. gin. Yes, uh, and yeah. that was great. It so was having that so recent in our heads, a new gin better bring some fucking heat. This is a very different style. Very different. Of gin. Uh, this is a more aromatic style than uh, the, the other one was more of a dry yeah, uh, lovely gin though. Uh, this is from Copper Muse Distillery. Like I said, um, it's gin with hibiscus. So what we're drinking mm. is pink gin, my friends. Mm. Um, it is ultimately still gin. Yes, I mean <laughs> it very much tastes like gin. It has that rose color to it. Um, it's very fancy. Like you, you pour a cocktail with this, and and ladies see that pink drink going out. You're about to sell a shitload. Oh, you could drop panties with this cocktail. There's no oh, yeah. doubt. Well, about my panties it. are at half mast already after the first cocktail. <laughs> so we've all done. Uh, so what we did with this particular gin is we all drank it straight. Did a little uh, little finger of gin just to see what we thought. Get some flavor profiles, and then we added a little Fever Tree tonic, the Indian tonic. Um, really, really nice product. If you guys were wondering, we got that from Star Liquor, our good friends. The bottle Woo-hoo. of gin actually came from our friends over at Wagon Wheel. So there. So, <laughs> Take that star. We spread once our you, love. Once you step up and fucking sponsor, we'll knock it off at the wagon wheel. Yeah, it's about but time. But get over it. Yeah, that's why. Not because Bobby has to ride his bike longer. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <Yeah. laughs> Touche. Uh, Aaron, what did you get off this particular gin? Um, I mean, you can read the laundry list of ingredients. As we know, all gin to be classified as gin has to have juniper in it. Yes. That's the one real ingredient that ties all gin together. However... Like with the Japanese gin we did, some back off of it and have a little bit, some step on the gas, and that's all you get, um, a la like old school shit like Beef Eater and Tanqueray. Yeah. This one, I wouldn't. it's definitely not a London dry style. There's a wetter style of gin. It's from Snort Collins, which is awesome. <laughs> um, famous for killing old dirty bastard. Go fuck yourself and all your Applebee's and TGI Fridays. Um, fuck you for college. <laughs> um, so- um, that's it. Just had to throw that out there. When I stuck my nose in the glass, when it was uh, neat, immediately the first botanical I got was coriander. Um, for you, you cooking fans out there, if you ever use coriander seed, mm-hmm. you kind of uh, crush it up, which I don't know if people don't know, coriander is cilantro. So a yeah. coriander seed becomes a cilantro plant. Yes. Um, but it has nothing to do with the plant. Um, so don't expect it to do that. But mm-hmm. when you crush up coriander in your hand, that's all I got jumping out of the glass. Um, it does have cardamom. It does have rosemary. There's some really nice vegetal sort of things going on. But it's like Bobby said, it's definitely a gin. Um, the hibiscus is more of an afterthought. It's on the finish. It's highlighted. It's kind of an afterglow. I think a, they're using it 
I don't want to say as a gimmick, but as a coloring agent yeah. because it does give it the pink hue. Uh, mixing it with the Fever Tree, we use the light Indian tonic, which is just less sugar. So it's like you get all that quinine bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. So this is like an adult G&T, but that, yeah. the, it really opened up the hibiscus for me instead of neat. And it really opened up the gin for me in its entirety. I don't think this would be a good martini gin, no. Uh, no. but it's a fantastic two-step recipe gin. So if you're having this and whatever, mm-hmm. it's going to really highlight it, whether it's so, even soda um, or fucking tonic, it's going to really, really make it sing or juice. Because who, yeah. who doesn't like gin and juice? Man? I fucking love that shit. Although it will rip the lining from your stomach. It creates menudo and shoots it out your ass. I mean, if you drink the Seagram's gin and juice, then yes, you oh, will die. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, well, I was at dirtbag bars drinking gin and juice when I was 21. Fuck I had a gin right. and juice phase after my gin and tonic we phase. Had, Seagram's only has two botanicals. Yes. Juniper and turpentine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and crushing depression. Wow. Those are the two ingredients. <laughs> you, if you share an ingredient with the same shit that kills tunes in Toontown, you okay. know it's bad product. Exactly. Roger Rabbit reference topical. <laughs> he kills it, right? Duck, Mighty Ducks, it. Roger Fucking Rabbit. Crushing yeah. it. Um, just one constructive criticism. You always quote your... <laughs> your references, and then you attribute them. Of course, because I, just I, let them hang, bro. No, like, because people, people don't know the stupid shit I'm saying. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they don't. Everybody knows what kills the tunes. Everybody. Sorry, but yeah, but it's on brand for me to be this douchebag who fucking quotes. You know what, Sean? Now that you said that, you're right. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> I won't argue with you. I didn't say you weren't a douchebag. Somebody's got to piss off Ellie. Uh, yeah, all right. There you go. Take that. Um, uh, what did you think, Sean? I I really enjoyed it. Um, I like that because we used this lighter fever tree that had less sugar. Um, I feel like whatever we mix with this, it's got to hold up. It's got like the gin you choose with this. It's not like it's just gonna wash out a really bad gin. I enjoyed it by itself. Um, I think you might be able to do a martini with it but it would depend on the kind of vermouth that you were using with it i wouldn't go with anything dark or anything like crazy like carpano but if you could find a really good artisan fucking dry vermouth you might be able to make a decent cocktail if you had a decent garnish that just really set it off maybe an orange rind aesthetically beautiful it would be be pretty but i think it's too flabby um it doesn't have a lot of the esters and a lot of the up that yes. you need to really make a martini sing. Um, but I don't think it would be bad. It's not like you're drinking. It's not shit gin. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of drinking good booze, boys and girls. You can use it. And at the very worst, you may fuck up the mix, but it won't suck because you're using good product. That's the point. Well, um, and let's face it. All gin is going to be getter, better when it's ice cold. Yep. Fucking know. a in Who which, doesn't like a warm gin eggnog? Which, as close to the uh, Earth's core as we are, <laughs> we need is kind of tough to get. You know? <laughs> just um, we are approaching the uh, point in the season <laughs> when uh, we're not going to be able to have anything cold. I mean, oh, no. You it's... know what today is. You know today is the day that my grandfather died, and you know that we sh- shared warm gin eggnogs, and that was like our thing, and you had to bring that up <laughs> I did, well... to try to destroy my soul, the soul crusher over here. You piece of shit. <laughs> warm gin eggnogs is a Moriarty tradition! Oh, dude, on brand, brother. On brand. Um, does Carol have anything to add to this? Like, is she on? Should I? Hey, Care Bear. Way ahead of you, Aaron. Oh, 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 okay. This vapor-infused gin is crafted by first distilling a juniper distillate, followed by a separate botanical distillate. These are then blended to create a perfect balance of pine citrus juniper notes with the botanical contributions from the coriander, angelica, timid peppercorn, orange and lemon peels, orris root, cardamom, and rosemary. Finally, hibiscus flowers are steeped in the gin to give it a distinctive light pink hue. 
The result is a complex and layered gin that elevates simple cocktails such as a gin and tonic or struts its pedigree in more adventurous cocktails. I want an adventurous cocktail, boys. Who's coming with me after? I'll see you later, babes. Of course he will. Uh, wow. Bobby and Carol. Yeah. Friends um, forever. <laughs> like fuck one another. No, you want to... Yeah, that's still I, worse. Everybody, fuck Carol. And I will never... You every, fuck Carol. Everyone has a drinking buddy. Carol yeah. is my drinking buddy. You're a, a drinking buddy who holds your penis inside her body for I brief guess. amounts of time afterwards. <laughs> I mean, she holds it, then she lets it go. She then holds, holds it, it, then let's she lets get it. Do you see where he's going? She's got a tight one under there. What what number on the chart does Carol <laughs> on the fit into? Chart is she? <laughs> Whichever one that turns a piece of coal into a diamond after I about believe three it's it's seven and a half. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the Cerberus. <laughs> it's the dog that guards the oh, gates God. of hell. Um, oh man! So earlier, <laughs> earlier we mentioned that this is a special podcast and this is a special Saturday, and that's for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is is that we have a very special caller, Mister Dave Woodruff, who is the president of the local chapter of the Restaurant Association and also Bobby's other general manager from El Moro Spirits and Tavern. We're about to get on a call with him, so just give just us a couple seconds, and we'll be right back. Dave, are you there? Yay, what's up, guys? What's up, Dave? So Dave, as we mentioned before, is the president of the local chapter of the Colorado Restaurant Association. How do you guys know Dave? I've known Dave for 13 years. We've worked together at Steamworks back in the day, and I've been working with El Moro since they opened, so I've known Dave for a long time. Um, well, hey, Dave. It's Aaron. What's up, dude? How are you? Hey, brother, man. Um, I, I know this uh, lovely tall drink of water uh, from the Restaurant Association where I served as vice president under him um, and had to step away for for uh, reasons that I care not to talk about. But um, I had to step away for a little bit and and kind of get some stuff handled. But um, I met him. All of us restaurateurs in town and people that are in the business know each other through osmosis. Yeah. It's a very close knit community of restaurant. I started in L.A. where like we would st- like slice each other's tires before shifts. And here it's like if you run out of towels or run out of napkins or you just pop down to somebody, you know, and they're more than happy to give and help you out. So it's like a really close knit restaurant community here, which I love. Yeah. But um, I know him through that and his, you know, many altruistic adventures, you know, throughout Durango. Yeah. How about you, Bobby? I haven't known Dave. Uh, this is our first introduction. <laughs> Uh, he seems like a really nice young man. Uh, Very I wouldn't well say young. I wouldn't um, say young. I do play Halo 2 online with his wife. She crushes, doesn't she? She murders uh, in Halo. Yeah, yeah. With, with impunity. No, Dave was actually my general manager at El Moro. Uh, gave me my big shot. Um, called I, I, you up to the show. Called me up to the show. And, uh, you know, it went really poorly. <laughs> oh, whatever. You I was die. suspended multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and rightfully so. Rightfully. <laughs> Everything that Dave ever said I did wrong, I, he was 100% right. I, I fucked up. Oh, there was actually one day that I, I busted you on one thing. <laughs> I, I believe it. You, you said you were in the well with me and we were getting fucking smashed. And you told me you were going to make all the up drinks. So I made a margarita. <laughs> you got so fucking mad at me. You're like, didn't I just tell you I was going to make all the fucking up drinks? <laughs> and I was like, this is not an up drink, dude. It's, it's a margarita. It's, a it's got ice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was, that was, you know, just a little breakdown of communication. Is all, it was. You know? That's all it was. And normally yeah. we always had a beautiful time. Uh, you got me the drunkest ever. Uh, when that film crew was in there that one day, we always had. Oh a- God, I forgot about that. God, we got we got tanked. 
So what inspired us to want to talk to you, Dave, is uh, Bobby noticed your Facebook posts when you were uh, talking about why this lodger's tax that we're all voting for here in this election. Everybody actually has the ballots in their mail if you're local. If you live in the Durango City limits, you have the ability to vote on this tax. Um, so we thought it would be good to have you on so you could kind of talk about what that tax means for our restaurant community since we've got a shitload of people in the restaurant community that listen to this podcast, at least we think, um, and, and we thought it fit really well. So, Sure. Well, uh, well, number one, I appreciate it. You know, it's um, throughout the pandemic, um, you know, my I've seen my role as the, the chapter president of the Colorado Restaurant Association here in Durango is that I'm always going to be a fierce advocate for things that are going to directly benefit the restaurant community, you know, operators, employees, you know, you name it, you know, what's, what's going to be collectively the best for all parties involved. And, you know, part of that was, you know, trying to get, you know, a cap uh, on fees that DoorDash could deliver, you know, testifying in front of Senate finance committee in in support of Senate bill one helping small businesses in Colorado. So, um, you know, throughout this whole time, I've really been trying to, figure out how can we give restaurants a better opportunity to, to survive the pandemic until we can kind of come out of this a little bit. Um, and so part of that for me is, you know, when this lodger's tax came up, um, you know, I've been a, a pretty big proponent of it because close to 200 restaurants in a town of 17,000 people. And, you know, across the county, we have 3,100 people that are tied with employment to those restaurants. I feel like this is really some low-hanging fruit that could give us the opportunity to to bounce back. You know, restaurants are a direct beneficiary to that. You all are in the restaurant business, and and yeah. you you all remember, man, when you have to make money three or four months, make hay while the sun's shining, as they say, and then to survive the other seven or eight months, and that's 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 a really tough way to you know it's the ant and the grasshopper, right? So. You know, I, I really feel like how can we do a, a better job with getting people here in those kind of off-peak and shoulder times? And that's really what the impetus behind this is to get get people here. You know, we don't need people here during the summer, more people here. Um, we already have a, a robust tourism uh, population here at that time. So what we do need is people here. I mean, you guys, you know, it. it's, you know, people trying to get people here in October to Christmas man, it's like a ghost town, you know, and then everybody's trying to struggle to, to, you know, make it in those kind of off peak times. So this is a really good opportunity to really focus some of those, some of those marketing dollars and educational dollars and advocacy to get people here, you know, in those kind of off peak times. And I do agree with you on that. Um, last week, we had a gentleman on who who thinks differently than you did. Um, and so I kind of want to talk about some of the talking points that people that are against the way that the lodger's tax is kind of allocated. There's this argument that tourism is going to be coming here anyway. Um, what would you say to that? Um, ask RC Cola. RC Cola used to be the number one you know, uh, brand of soft drink in the U.S. And then um, they're like, well, we don't really need a market anymore. Um, and then they fell to the wayside and, and I, that's a pretty extreme example, but as we come out of this pandemic, do you guys feel like wanting to travel now that everybody's getting vaccinated again? hundred percent. Yep. So we are now in direct competition to everywhere else, you know, across the state and across the country to try to pull people in because everybody's going to want to travel. So everybody's really trying to focus some of those dollars and getting people to Durango in those off peak times, I think is going to be. Uh, pretty important. But I, one thing that I think is, is an important consideration is the way the current lodger's tax is 
set up, it's roughly 75% is going towards the marketing services for Durango. Um, that's how the proposal was written, you know, back in 1980 when, yeah. when it was set forth. And then 25% is generally being used for transit to the city. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the breakdown now, you know, 55, 20, 14, and, and 11, it's actually as a percentage less money going towards the marketing services of Durango than it is now. I think it's going to be a little bit more money and t- because we're raising the, the rate, obviously, from two to five and a quarter. But being able to increase the amount of money going towards transit, I think, is an important consideration. And then, you know, I, I think I, I remember hearing Harrison last uh, week saying that a vibrant arts and culture scene is is really important to a city, you know, in yeah. terms of like the the social and emotional well-being of a, of a community. So 14 percent being thrown uh, towards arts and culture, um, I think, is is really important. And then, you know, another 11 11 percent that would help by the city's discretion taking care of anything that had, you know, if there's any sort of impact uh, that tourism has created on the economy or the environment or whatever, that, that 11% could be spent on trying to refocus efforts or to re-strategize, you know, educational uh, campaigns to um, let people know like what to expect when they come here and how they should treat our uh, community and our environment. Hey, Dave, this is Aaron. Just, just because we've got a bunch of Neanderthals that listen to this, um, can we back up one second? Okay. So just to be completely clear about what we're voting for, the current lodgers tax, the splits roughly 75, 25, correct? 75 correct. going to marketing 25 for, let's just say other, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So this vote that we're doing is not to instill a, an additional lodgers tax. This is simply just to redistribute the money that's coming in and also have an increase. Well, the tax goes up two and a half. Well, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this, we're not going from a zero sum to something. Mm -hmm. We already have a lodger's tax. That money gets allocated as is. What What we're voting on is to increase it and then redistribute it according to what the what the what the actual law says, which is fifty five percent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like you're and it's not like we're voting for a new tax that already isn't here per se. It's just being increased slightly. And then the argument becomes where that money gets distributed, correct? Yep, exactly right. Okay. So okay. The, the you know, so yeah, this the current lottery tax is two percent. Right. Um, and the idea is that we would increase it to 5.25%. And then that reallocation of funds, you know, where those monies come from. Um, and I will say that this whole thing just didn't get thought about a thin air. And people were like, you know, it was poorly written or if it was poorly thought out. You know, we had multiple stakeholders over the course of 12 to 18 months talking about this. And, and people come to the table, you know, from sure. the Durango Creative District, the Hotel and Lodge Association, yep. the Restaurant Association, Local First. So there were a lot of big players that came to the table and we had really robust conversations around um, where this money was going to be allocated and how do we get it to the ballot? Can so, I, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I just real quick, can I ask you a question? Um, you just did. As, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so I got my answer, so I'll just shut up. Uh, but Classic but, Dave. Classic Dave. Uh, but uh, but no, that... that <laughs> What was your what was your impression as far as I mean, I've been in those roundtables with you talking about different things, whether it's minimum wage or what have you. Um, I know typically people come to the table with a preconceived notion and very rarely do you walk away feeling differently than you did when you started your conversation. That being said, it's important to have it. I guess my question to you is, 
Do you feel that universally people are in favor of increasing the tax regardless of the allocation or is really the the hiccup is the allocation itself? Are you you finding people are very receptive? Because you're talking about 150% increase, basically almost 125% increase. Do you feel people are receptive to that and not the allocation or where do you, where, what is the pulse of that? I think, you know, if you if you were part of some of those conversations around, you know, when, when the candidates were talking in, in various roundtables like the Chamber of Commerce and the legal and voters, you know, when asked, um, almost all of the candidates were in favor of increasing the lodger's tax. And I think a large part of the conversations that I've had with people around the community, very few people have, have a, an issue with increasing the tax itself. You know, it's once again, the tax that locals don't pay, it's something that if you're staying sure. in short-term housing, that you pay. So it is the allocation. You know, I, I was talking to one uh, person uh, just a couple of days ago, and, and they were concerned about a blank check going to towards the city for transit. What's mm. it going to be used for? They wanted to know, like, what was what was allowable to be used uh, for that for those monies versus what was not going to be allowable to be used. So that was that was that person's, you know, uh, hiccup. Um, and so uh, it's, it's a false choice. People are thinking that it's, it's all tourism or nothing um, in terms of like, how do we build up our economy? Well, tourism is a, a big part of our economy. And listening to, to your guest speaker, you know, last week, um, 33 percent of that workforce is tied to tourism and what about the other 67 well it's once again it's not a zero-sum game we can we can focus on all of those other sectors but we can still also focus on on the hospitality and tourism sector um, it doesn't have to be all one or the other hmm. um, uh, you know uh, to me that's you know once again I think it's a it's a false choice that we're, we're, we're getting um, we can we can do both and I think we can do we can do a better job at both. Um, and we have a lot of people that are really trying to focus those efforts. The Economic Development Alliance is trying to figure out how to get you know more uh, and better businesses to Durango, you know, to help diversify our economy. So um, I think I think there's we have a lot of really good uh, progressive forward thinking people that are really trying to help diversify our economy, but we can't just overlook tourism because it brings people here, and some people don't like tourists, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would like to say that the, the, there's a lot of people in town that, that have lived in Durango their whole lives. I would say 92% probably haven't lived in Durango their whole lives. And right. they, they, came, they came to Durango, were a tourist at one point, fell in love with the place and moved here. Yeah, it's I the do. classic. Sorry, Bobby, but no, okay. I'll just say this really quick. It's always the classic <laughs> dynamic of, I love this place. It's so beautiful. Of course, people would want to be here. But not you, though. I just can we have this to ourselves? Like they always want to live in a nice place that nobody else wants to go to for some reason. Of course, of sure. course. Honestly, the more I've 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 listened to both of you guys, and I've the more I've read about this situation, it seems like I mean, obviously, revenue is going to increase exponentially, and everyone's going to overall win from this situation. So what it really comes down to, it's like going to a will reading because Aunt, Great Aunt Lily died. <laughs> You know what I mean? And everyone's yeah. trying to make sure that they get their piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're going to defend their territory and make sure that they get their cut. And it, it, you're right. It's a false choice. Like all of our processes are going to improve because of this. I think it's an important consideration too, Bobby. And thanks for bringing that up is that when we, when we look at bringing people into town, you know, when they, when they stay at a hotel, you know, they're going to pay that lodger's tax. They're going to pay sales tax. And everywhere that they stay and go and do, they're paying sales tax. Sales mm-hmm. tax yep. 
goes to the city, right? And so that goes to goods and services. Who? What do those goods and services typically do? They benefit the locals. Yeah. Um, the airport, you know, um, all the parks and rec that we have. All that money is is generated through sales tax generation. And when you go to a restaurant, restaurants are the number two sales tax contributors to the city of Durango. It's always in the rotating top three, but on average, it's number two. So there's a huge amount of, of impact that people that come to Durango have to the, the well-being and livelihood of people that live here on the day-to-day. You know, if you ever get life lighted or I have a friend that's ever gotten life lighted out of, out of Durango, that's sales tax revenue. Um, that, that helps sustain that airport. All right. So Texans, hey, fuck yourself up in the backcountry, please, so we can get some tax revenue off that ride you had to take to Denver. <laughs> well, That's I think not what he's like, saying. The, the sales tax takes yeah. care of those. Sean, oh, oh, Sean missed that. Oh, no. See, I was thinking there was sales tax because, you know, our medical system's all fucked up and insurance. <laughs> Sean, Sean smokes a lot of marijuana, Dave. <laughs> Fucking Dave knows. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, I don't know if you've met Sean Moriarty, but he really enjoys his jazz cabbage. <laughs> so, so, so Dave, I got, I got a quickie for you. I got one and then I've got the final one, which you got to let me have the final one. But this one is this. Okay. Since we're talking about the allocation, say you, you are the ruler of all worlds. You are Thanos of Durango. How would you distribute it? What do you think is the, the, the proper percentile if you want? I mean, I don't know if sure, you're in a position sure. I mean, to say I, that, I'm, but. I'm happy to answer that. Like I'm, I'm happy with, with the, with the allocation as is like, I'm always the dumb guy sitting at the table when I come to the table. So I always surround myself with people smarter than me. Um, and so when I'm the dumb guy at the table and everybody else that's at the table talking about what they want, you know, there was a lot of, there's, like I said, there's a lot of input and there's a lot of conversations. There's, there's a lot of negotiating and back and forth about how this money should be spent. And those guys are and gals are way smarter than me by leaps and, and bounds. And so um, I, I feel like, the way it's written, there was a lot of input. There was a lot of, you know, data uh, analysis. There was a lot of strategic planning uh, analysis that, that went into it. And then is everybody exactly completely happy about how that, that is all divided out? No, probably not. But everybody that was a part of those conversations walked away feeling good about how it was presented to council. Okay. All right. And, th- and then lastly, Dave, the question comes – what year are you running for city council? Because obviously that's where the trajectory is going. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I have too thin a skin to run for city council. I, I've talked to many city councilors, and I'm not sure that I can have the thick enough skin to, to do it. But I, I, I have thought about it. I need to give it a lot more thought, but, um, um, I, well, I do think you have I, the time, Dave, you're on like 16 boards. You're trying to raise two kids and run a restaurant. <laughs> well, I, th- yeah, I was just hoping for an exit plan out of the business. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think that's what we're all looking at. <laughs> I think, well, I'll I think say that this. would be I, the only way that I could do it would be to be, you know, self-employed and not you know, rent a restaurant to yeah, you that would allow me the, the bandwidth. But there you go. Hey, let um, me tell you, it's not all it's cracked up to be, Dave. I'm self-employed and I'm working more than I did <laughs> when I was not. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. Dave, uh, I would love for you to run. I think you're a very intelligent man. Um, I think it's awesome that you finally admitted that you hired me because you were surrounding yourself with smarter people. I, I told you, <laughs> I, I do. I mean, it's I've been waiting for a while for that admission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, that's amazing. Dave, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us. 
Um, I, I know that a lot of people are like wary of coming on here because they're afraid that, you know, that'll be the episode where we get canceled five minutes after the interview. <laughs> well, thanks for the forum, guys. I, I feel like this is really important for, you know, restaurants have been against the fence this whole pandemic. We're still at only 50 percent capacity and six feet of distancing. So yeah. we can't a lot of restaurants can't even get to 50 percent because of that six foot rule. So, you know, we need every little bit of help that we can get. And the city's Amen. been really really been helpful with the bump outs and, and everything else and so we just we just need to come up with you know how do we how do we get out of this and, and I, I don't want us to be so staunch in that we don't want any more tourists that we we yeah. forget about the the people that live here that are relying upon that you know it's it may only be 33 percent, but that doesn't mean that they're negated i agree dave thank you so much we will see you soon at el moro because we're all shills for that place <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I was talking to Tom earlier today, Bobby. You guys said that you guys had a really good time last night. Uh, I don't remember Tom even <laughs> being in my life last night. Did that happen? <laughs> what was his nickname so. from earlier in the episode? Uh, Tiny Top Gun showed up at my house <laughs> with a giant bottle of rye whiskey. And uh, uh, things happened after that. Yep. Right. And All I will right. see you and my folks with my daughter uh, in tow tomorrow at 930 for brunch. He needs that Coke oh, Madame. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm there at 9 a.m. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I'm, the Tig I'm and there. I are going at 9 a.m. Well, 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 we'll all do a uh, big fun time. I'll wave at you. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously. <laughs> talk to you plenty. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks, we'll see Dave. you soon, buddy. All right. Love you guys. Thanks love so you, much. Love you, Dave. All right, man. Be good. Thank you. So this week, we actually have a real sponsor. And I know we've said that before to be tongue-in-cheek about the real sponsor we have in the middle. But this is not a fake sponsor. And I'm super stoked because I don't have to animate any shit this week. Was So Bradenton was not a real sponsor. No, that was not real. We invented that. We poked that bear God on purpose. We fucked there's, with them on purpose. There's not even a town. Yeah, exactly. Son of a, well, then what's the song about, Bobby? <laughs> what's the Bradenton song? Dear Bradenton. <laughs> Sean and I recorded that. <laughs> we made that up. We are We the Kings. Tig was on base. Yeah. So we actually have a real sponsor. Of course he was. I was on tambourine. <laughs> Friend of the podcast and a pretty renowned voice actor, Jake Green, got in contact with us and thought that this project that he's working on would be great for us to promote since our very blue humor matches uh, the kind of feel of this project that they are trying to fund. Yeah, I know Jake's been on a lot of stuff, but he's most famously known as Murder Elmo. Murder Elmo. Uh, for all the fans of the Whiskey Rail, he is Murder Elmo. Um, very accomplished. Uh, my daughter's a huge fan of his because of Kipo. <laughs> and their new project, we are going to tell you all about it. We want you guys, if you believe in, in doing stuff in art and furthering the artistic vision of, of people, this is just about as good as it gets as far as the whiskey reel is concerned. I don't know how much more on brand a fucking Kickstarter could be, but we're going to promote the shit out of this. And we hope you guys pay attention and watch it for sure. Yes. This episode of the whiskey reel is brought to you by shit show. The new stop motion animated series. Bobby, you deal with a lot of shit shows, don't you? Um, I have dealt with some shit shows in my time. Like recently. I, I, <laughs> Um, I actually have friends that are nicknamed Shit Show. Wow. Because yes. there are women in my life that when they show up and have three tequilas in 17 seconds, right. uh, become a shit show. 
I mean, I've had women in my life that would show up at my house to watch movies and have a bag of sex toys. Wow. Right. And shit show. That's a shit and show. That was a shit show. Only women that you're and attracted to. Tell your therapist, not us. And um, <laughs> and I, li- my whole life revolves around a shit show because anytime you're in the restaurant industry or hospitality industry, it's never the same every day by any virtue of any semblance of reality. It's it's typically a shit show. You walk in, things are blowing up on fire. People are in jail. Like, it's a shit show. That's it my is. life. And I love it. And if you think that that was a shit show, the actual show called Shit Show is here to tell you to shut the fuck up, stop talking about yourself, and listen to the rest of this fucking ad read. Shit Show is a fucked up comedy about a group of friends who also happen to be the most disgusting objects in the world. We follow Thomas, who is a used heroin needle, Steve (laughs) is a piece of poo, and Tampy, a bloody tampon, as they fight their way out of the sewer and back into the hearts of mankind. If only they could get their shit together first. It's basically Aqua Teen Hunger Force meets BoJack Horseman that is then jam-fucked turducken style onto the set of Coraline. That is a very apt description if you've seen uh, the the teaser trailer. And speaking of the teaser trailer, Shit Show's Kickstarter is currently live and they need your support to get across the finish line. So go to shitshowtheshow.com to donate and choose from some great rewards like a poster signed by the cast and crew, an executive producer credit, or the highly coveted I Helped Fund a Shitty TV Pilot coffee mug. And make sure to watch the teaser trailer on there. There's a teaser trailer that shows you not only some of the stop motion footage that they've already started, but also has some interviews with cast and crew. So it's a little bit of like a first look and a teaser at the same time i hope you guys understand why you're listening to this this is not fake this is a real real thing we're talking about Uh, if you go to shitshowtheshow.com you can donate to this now why would you do that go watch the video these guys have dedicated the last years of their life putting the show together just for love of the game uh, basically, they have voice actors from everything from like Jake's been on Keepo in the Age of the Wonder Beast, uh, Boss Baby. You got guys that have been around Nickelodeon and Disney, people working for George Lucas. These yeah. are not ham and eggers. These are people that are in the entertainment industry that simply got together to do this on their own and need our help to do it. And more importantly, I never thought in my life that I would see an animated bloody tampon. Yes. I've seen one bloody tampon in my life, and Just I was one? married for like 17 years. Just one? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I've been like weirdly blessed or something, and it, it threw me for six months. It's disturbing. Yeah, I couldn't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> and hence the divorce. And hence the divorce. <laughs> I wish I had your life. All of mine are stuck to the ceiling like pencils in the annex for the school. <laughs> if you enjoy stop motion... Coraline obviously being like a big, you know, big production, high production value. This is literal pieces of shit talking with a corn nugget as a belly button and a hypodermic needle and a, a literal bloody tampon walk, like crawling around like a caterpillar. Once you get past the wanting to vomit, it's actually very endearing and cute. It is. Um, the voice acting is uh, remarkable, all professional. The stop motion animation is, is fucking Yes, yeah, Savannah Steiner, the stop motion animator, is currently working on Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Pinocchio. So she, if she's good enough for fucking Guillermo, then that's a solid choice for stop motion. So go to shitshowtheshow.com and donate and choose from all your great rewards. And 
At its heart, this is a story about misfits. All these things, nobody wants to have anything to do with them, and I'm sure we've all had those moments where we feel like a pariah, where we feel like a literal piece of shit. I don't know if I've ever felt like a used heroin needle, seems very specific, but we've all felt left out. And that's really what the story's about. That's what the story is about, 100%. It's so close to our branding. It's just so <laughs> astonishing how this is so very us. This show, let's put it this way. This was made for us. And by the way, you're renaming all the characters once we put you over the top by our names. It's going to be Bobbeth the Tampon. It's gonna, <laughs> it's going to be Branderis. Of course, he'd be the tampon. Branderis the poo. And, and I'm the used heroin needle? Yeah, it'll Sweet, be Chuddy. I'll take it. Chuddy the heroin needle. Well, then she's got to get back and reanimate those eyes improperly like mine are. Um, so <laughs> go to Shit Show. Can we show. increase the wonk by 20%? <laughs> Fuck you. Go to shitshowtheshow.com to donate now and help make this shitty TV show a shitty reality. So, if you want to call us, leave us a voicemail, or shoot us a text message, you can hit us up at 970-426-5344. Or, yo! 970-426-5344. If you don't like that, hit us up via email, whiskeyreel at gmail.com, or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whiskeyreel. So, gentlemen, from what I understand, we have no retractions, because we were flawless last week. Flawless. flawless. Okay. I'm, I just want to I just want to put that I up. I pissed off zero women on this podcast. Because uh, they just, don't listen. Just before and after the podcast. But not during. Things got weird after the podcast. <laughs> a bucket of toys. A bucket of toys. <laughs> a bucket. <sighs> I just ordered one. I had Rex. I had, oh, I'm not going to say it. I probably shouldn't say oh, it. Oh, shit. But I, say I'm going to say it. Now you got um, No. She was just like, do you think it's time we kind of, you know, re-upped? You sure. got to re-up as a couple, man. Every once in a while. And yeah, I chose. I got, I got the list. And I chose uh, accordingly. Yeah. And then proceeded to put in the wrong delivery address. And have subsequently been going back and forth with a toy company for the last week. And I think it's going to get litigious. Um, but you know what? I, 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 the intent. Right. The right. intent was there. And you got to have fun as a couple. You just got to have fun. Where is my bouquet of jelly dongs? I, a year ago, ordered two very dainty jeweled butt plugs. Yes. <laughs> For a young lady that I was living with. Dainty. <laughs> and um, Did she have a dainty brown they've eye? They've been sitting in a drawer. Because those are one-timers. For I mean, oh, no, yeah. no, you don't reuse uh, them. No, yeah, you do. You just toss <laughs> no, them in the dishwasher, you man. Do. You do. I mean, they're the fine. They're, they're actually like stainless steel. Yeah. But, I, okay. As a, <laughs> okay. Um, that's a weird thing. Like, when he, like, as a guy, if you buy sex toys as a guy to have in your, you know, tool bag, if you buy a sex toy, if you're a young lady walking into a gentleman's apartment and he breaks out a fucking quiver of dongs, yeah. um, is that, does that play? It, no. no. Bobby has the quiver in his closet. He brings a, a small array out to put onto the bed. Is it on black velvet? So like I diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> I had the conversation with one girl in the last year, and that was Gashville, and mm -hmm. she was kind of into it. Okay. And we didn't do it that night, and then I completely alienated and destroyed our relationship. <laughs> as, as you are wont to do. As I want to do. <laughs> but I just, it, it's weird, because like if uh, uh, guys that have a surplus of t toys... 
I don't know. If I were a young lady, I'd just be like, mm. like if you bought one together, chill, fine, good. You be you, oh, well, boo boo. Are you are but you like, sure though? Because think about that the revolution we saw of people being open after that Fifty Shades of fucking Gray nonsense, where that dude didn't. That dude had like a torture chamber with not just toys, but like a dude, weird Sean, Nobody and under and forty even watched that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> you could go slay honest. a 40 year old mom out there. Go find yourself a 40 year old mom, and you can tell because, like, talking about sex toys, the ones that are living their best life and crushing it are the ones that have like way too young kids for 40. And then you go and you open up the top rack of their dishwasher, and it's just like jelly dongs on one side and sippy cups on the other. Dude, you don't live need in a, their best life. You don't need an array of sex toys for a fucking cougar. You just need like a fucking half eaten warm whopper. I'm talking about a pre cougar, dude. Just <laughs> on, only 40, but still has kids we call that a lynx i'm definitely over 40 year old moms like that's a, a demographic i think i'm gonna walk away from. that's a real demographic uh anyone from 35 to 40 that is just like trying to figure it out i'm yeah. not your guy no still I, I mean, tr- still trying to figure it i'm out. not your guy if you just got the ability to rent a car <laughs> i <laughs> Bobby's bread and butter. Okay. My number is. I got. I got. I got. A, I got. A, I got. A, I got a potential hypothetical situation for you. Sure, sure. Say a young lady falls skiing at Purgatory at twenty-two, <laughs> comatose for sixteen Ooh. years. She's now thirty-eight, but she's really twenty-two. Mentally, she's mentally she's twenty-two, but she's thirty-eight. Every gorgeous muscle in her body has atrophied, by the way. They've all no, no. She's built herself back up like Rocky IV. Oh, okay. Okay. She's been lifting logs through snow. Okay. And now she's a 22. Go on. (laughs) She's a 22 in the head, but a 39 in the bed. (laughs) Whoa. What would you do, sir? Come on, Liam Neeson. What would you do? You all know what I would do. (laughs) You would fuck her and then destroy the relationship in a span of six months. And I was like, your your eyebrows are creepy. (laughs) 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 Recoma. I have a a weird habit of picking out like the worst part of somebody. Why do you have a long nose hair? That's then, really and weird. And then I just make them feel horrible about it <laughs> until good. they leave me alone. It's perfect. I love your stuff. And stones. then I'm like, I miss you. I miss you. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> we all want what we can't have. So no retractions, no texts. No text However, I have so many retractions. I but heard. It's not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. We've, and I'll say this. We've had a few voicemails. We got a voicemail from our friend locally, Jill. We also got another voicemail from Ellie. But we're going to be spreading those out after the next couple weeks. So we didn't forget about you. If you're pissed that you're not hearing your voicemail yet, we'll get to it. But uh, John Brown had a retort to my retort last week. So we felt it necessary to play John Brown's fucking rambling nonsense again. <laughs> God, dude. Okay. So last week, John gave me a little shit. Uh, about my call, which is fine. I can take a little shit. You guys usually give me a little shit. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But I did want to call and say, Sean, I did rewatch uh, or finish the Zack Snyder cut. And I have to say, it's still fucking terrible. Okay. It's really bad. Um, I think the only way it would be good is if, if it was like one of those like cinematic like movie clips that are before a video game. That's kind of what it reminds me of the whole thing. Um, it's just really bad, man. I think if it would have came out this way back in 2017, it still would have been bad. I think people still would have hated it. I think, uh, you know, if they got a little bit more out of it, that's cool and everything. But it just looks terrible. 
I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just not a fan of the, the Zack Snyder, because I'm not a fan of like 300, and so I didn't really think it was, I, I don't know, I, I can't really watch it. Um, just that style, maybe, that's what it is. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I was calling for. Um, I guess you could edit this out if it's uh, not cool, but I was going to promote my podcast. I have oh, a podcast yeah. out. We've got three se- episodes up. Uh, it's called Verbicidal. Um, I think uh, we're on to something, but it's it's not good. So, you know, uh, yes, take that for, for what it is. Um, it's a really good way to promote. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. Well, John, thanks, man. Honestly, our fucking podcast sucked really hard for, what, the first year and a half that we at did it? At least. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where you can't really practice podcasting until you're good at it and then release something. It's You've kind of just find your footing. Uh, once again, I will not uh, be addressing your comments on the Snyder Cut. I guess we can <laughs> agree to disagree on that, but I will address your issues with 300. Now, I'm wondering if it's a combination because Bobby's told me about your employment history and how you've been fired from your last three jobs. So I'm thinking it's a combination of the homophobia because you're, you know, you got fired for all those homophobic comments. So a a movie that's that, that's that great for the gays, all those naked men made you feel uncomfortable. That's half of it. The other half is the ab jealousy. You're so jealous of the abs that you simply cannot handle all of that man meat in front of you and how that'll never be you. But that's just my opinion. So, yeah. Well, that is your opinion. Uh, <laughs> as you guys know, I, I probably fall more into John Brown's camp on Zack Snyder. <laughs> you don't have to keep. You were so mean the night before we did the podcast and you were really nice so about mean. the Snyder cut so <laughs> last mean. week. I was like, where was all the fire? Dude? No, the night the night I watched it, I could not have been more furious. <laughs> I hated everything, <laughs> everything. Every I, time Jason Momoa walked on the screen, I was just like, fuck you. Wow. See, fuck jealousy, you, bro. Jealousy. I've met that guy. But like, <laughs> he are. seems like a nice human being. But like. Aquaman I, has a lot of sweaters. Um, just so he can lot. take them off, dude. Yeah. A lot. Just so he can. I, I get it. Pop that sweater if, off, If bro. you don't like, for the time that 300 came out, regardless of what you think of it, I'm, I'm talking about it from a, as just purely visual. It was a visually stunning movie. Like, I remember watching that going, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this. Did it have huge plot holes and blah, blah? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that style, I guess it's one of those. It's, it's fucking, you, you, you like it or you don't like it. You either like absolute elderflower or you like <laughs> real distilled spirits you don't you like one or the other and i get it they're Inside both for, baseball. they're Inside both baseball. they're both for everybody by the way i looked it up and it's absolute wild tea oh that makes it so oh, much better absolute wild tea he's gonna be sending us a bottle of that so yeah. we can why did he it. run out of the dragon fruit and uh <laughs> elderflower is the primary botanical and oh, the yeah. wild oh, okay. tea. is he gonna be sending us a, a pinnacle glazed donut flavored vodka soon because <laughs> that's real birthday shots birthday I shots i don't accept anything glazed from John Brown. Uh, not from John. But not from John, but we've seen you glazed and glaze. We've seen you <laughs> on mean, both sides of that verb. I've I been got... glazed and confused for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, fuck this. We got to move on to what the fuck we've been watching. So last week, uh, whether or not you liked it, we spent way too much time on the Snyder Cut. Sorry, so not sorry. We didn't want to try to jam, especially if you're out there and you're DC fans or if you're very tribal about the superhero universes. We didn't want to try to jam Falcon and Winter Soldier, which the first episode for came out last week. But now Disney Plus has released two episodes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we got to fucking talk about it. So let's start with 
the resident Marvel historian, Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Stanley Van Noyes. How do you feel about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And, and kind of maybe start by telling people what's going on in it a little bit and how you feel about it. Okay, so what's going on is that we are establishing the next step of the Captain America arc. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's ultimately what this show is about, is just who at the end of the show walks out with the shield. Yep. yep. And there are three candidates that I can see right now. Mm-hmm. There's John Walker, who right now carries the shield, who if any of you are Marvel historians would know was uh, tasked to be the new Captain America after Steve Rogers left and became the Nomad. Yep. So they got John Walker, who was like this military hero, and they super soldiered him up and all this shit or whatever. They did. Yeah. They haven't done that in the show yet, but no. they, but they did. And um, he turns out to be kind of a turd. And started just throttling people and breaking their skulls and oh, yeah. choking people out and breaking their necks and yeah. just being a real giant piece of shit. He became an anti-hero. I'm, I'm confused by that. You being the complete lexicon of knowledge on Marvel, when I, I watched that not knowing who the guy was because I was never a big Captain America guy. So yeah. I don't that part of Marvel I'm not huge on. Am I right or am I wrong? But when they did a little fucking uh, you know cut scene. In this, and he was throwing the shield. Yeah, he looked mighty super soldiery to me. Yeah. Um. So if he doesn't have it, well, then he's fucking Dan Marino arm, or like watch, what's happening? Did you watch both episodes now? You're yeah. up to two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they they said that scientists studied his body, and I imagine and he, he was, was one of a bunch of con- candidates. So I know. he is he is like Batman is. Like they've always said, how is it that Batman can take punches from some of these super these metahumans and things like that? And it's like. The, the the mythos is this person is at the peak of what a human can be, and that can still I, can still stand you, and fight compared to some of this. But you saw in you that know what second, I, mean, epi- I know what you mean though. Come on, he looks super soldiery, and and get for the action. They I suppose they have to do that, but yeah, he's not super yet. So the thing about the super soldier serum, if you've read your Marvel universe handbook, <laughs> that's <laughs> an actual thing. <laughs> uh, Captain America was always described as being the pinnacle of human performance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, if a human body can perform at maximum potential, that's Captain America. Right. That was Steve Rogers. And that's what the super soldier serum does to you. Yes. So what we saw in this episode was these guys, Falcon and uh, and Bucky and John Walker and his buddy. I can't remember his buddy's it's, name. It's Battlestar. Battlestar. Um, thank it's you. Battlestar is his, his code name, but his name is Leon. Yeah, I can't remember. Leon something. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot. Phelps. That. Yes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Captain <Phelps>. America, <laughs> please bounce that shield off of Sharonda's booty back at me th- with a gin and tonic on top of I it. I just gave that to Sean. <laughs> I softballed that. Was that. Okay. Softball yeah. too. Yes, we should take your car because mine does uh, not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could be like a weird discrepancy there because Captain America in this episode, episode two of Falcon and Winter Soldier, he kind of gets his ass beat. Yeah. By these super soldiers. And yeah. the super soldiers, that's another interesting thing. Um, they are the Flag Smashers. Yeah. And right around the same time in Marvel history, there was mm-hmm. a character called the Flag Smashers. Yes. Carl, oh shit. Rugenthaler or, or whatever. Or something, it's a word. Yeah, but now we have a female, spoilers, we have a, a female Carly. Mm-hmm. You know, who's played com- by Aaron Kellyman, who is my unicorn now. Wow. Sean researched her super stalkery dude you know me dude as soon as i see someone i really like i type their name and the word nude into google and just start scanning the images which one's the real one which one's the real one is it fake or real (laughs) 
Dude, you just saw a black girl with freckles. And so- <laughs> That's literally all <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want to fuck the dude from the Clippers. I get- <laughs> and he's a beautiful specimen as well. No. Um, so, yeah, there was a little discrepancy because it's like Captain America to get the shit kicked out of him by these super soldiers that show up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was multiple people or whatever. But it just, like, it, it made me start to think that, like, okay, at some point they're going to super soldier yeah. uh, John Walker up. Yeah. Right. And make him a super soldier, yeah. much more like Captain America, because he's kind of a skinny kid. He's Kurt Russell's kid. I mean, Kurt yeah. Russell's not a big dude. Nope. I'd make out with him, but I'm not going to, you know, right. like. Yeah. Like, well, him. the funny thing is. He looks, <laughs> I don't want him to have my back. Is Wyatt, <laughs> Wyatt Russell, who is nearly perfect looking when he doesn't have the fucking cowl on. Uh-huh. Like he looked when he when he first introduced him, I was like, is that Jared from Silicon Valley looking oh, like a nerd in the suit? But when he takes it off, he looks all American. He's just one of those guys that when you put a mask on him, he looks like a nerd. Yeah. Uh, but how much do you love, like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Before fucking Kurt Russell was genre gold for us, and he was in all these amazing horror and fucking action movies, he was in every fucking shitty Disney thing that was coming out in the 60s and 70s, and now his son is not only on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but also on the Mighty Ducks because he played hockey growing up. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, ten guys who can play hockey and look good enough on camera, so they are in every hockey movie. So he's turned into his dad. He's, like, doing all, like, eventually we'll see a new Snake Plissken type character out of him but right now he's just on disney he's just the disney dude well you know it's funny you mentioned that because last night i watched this show four times and (laughs) fucking walnuts was sitting on my staircase as he's apt to do he wasn't standing and pacing like a he was he was in between pacing and uh that fucking guy sounds like kurt russell (laughs) you know and i'm like uh well here's the thing funny story here's the thing with that that is kurt russell's child and uh and I, I, Goldie Hawn is his mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't know how to, like, their situation is very confusing It's very to me. open, and it's very I think it new is, age, man. It's Does that mean I can fuck Kurt Russell? I mean, I... You want to fuck Kurt Russell. You just Freudian slip that you would fuck Kurt Russell over Goldie Hawn, even in her, like, heyday back in the Oh, no, 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 days. no. In her heyday, I would destroy Goldie, Goldie Hawn was one of the most I beautiful would, humans ever created. Yes. She was the cutest yeah. thing that's don't, ever existed. Don't Wildcats. Wildcats so hot. Yeah. Um, so you brought something up last night that I really jumped on and rewatched the show. That's why I rewatched the show. Oh, really? Was the buddy cop element yes, of yes. the show. So talk, speak to that, Sean. So originally this was pitched by Kevin Feige, because Kevin Feige's pretty good at kind of uh, summarizing a show when he's announcing it at Comic-Con, and it's coming one to three years later. And he had originally described it. He's like, imagine a Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Universe dealing with their own shit, but it's a very much like a buddy cop dynamic. And the first episode... We all forgot about that. It was so long ago that Kevin Feige said that. This show has been pushed back almost a whole year. So I forgot about that. And then in the second episode, we see the two guys that like have been paired together, but they hate each other. They have to go to like couples therapy, essentially, because Dude, Bucky's therapist that, pulls them in. That is actually one of the funniest fucking That's scenes so in the last two hours of that show. So good. Um, they go tight eye to eye and they're staring at their they legs call it, are like, intertwined. They? Yeah, they're the, calling the, it like the legs being intertwined. Oh, it was the, uh, they're calling soul it gazing. soul gazing. The soul gazing and, exercise. And and they set up the they set up the bit by saying that why do you keep staring at me? Because Bucky keeps staring at him all the time and not saying anything. So he's like, Oh, I'm ready for this. Because this is what I do. And it was such a you can feel and my first thing that I thought, which is 
shows my age, but I thought 48 hours. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I literally a, brought that up last a, night. Yeah. Really? A 48 hours vibe from their interactions. I think both actors, I, don't, I forget the actor's name who plays Bucky, but Anthony Mackie and Bucky. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian, Sebastian Stan, Stan. Sorry. Or Mark Hamill Jr., as I call him. Mark <laughs> he looks Jr. like a young guy. He's got a Hamill esque. He's. Bigger, stronger, He faster, looks like Mark, ha- Mark Hamill without all the reconstructive surgery after his motorcycle like, like I said, he's bigger, stronger, faster. Yep. Um, but those those two, they do such a good job playing off each other. It's the whole, we're going to get this mission over, but and then we're never going to see each other yeah. again. Um, <laughs> they're doing a really good job. I know they're setting up this, like you said, Captain America arc. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason we loved WandaVision for setting up the next arc for that side of the fence for for Marvel. It just seems that they're doing such in in juxtaposition, I guess, to DC. They're so thoughtfully setting up these mini arcs of Mm -hmm. storylines between characters where when they're done with this and then they do fucking Loki and then they do blah, blah, blah. And they do Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. When they they get done with this and setting up these arcs, we've got 87 years worth of movies. Yes. Afterwards. They are just going to be able to go in perpetuity. And it, it's one of the smarter business decisions. Yeah. But just as a fan of this genre, um, I, I, I mean, the, the, it just they consistently knock it out of the park. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm left in awe. Bobby, yeah, really. I got a question for you. Yeah, please. Um, I've heard a lot in like as people are like my favorite people to go to are reviewing this and talking about uh, what this is all setting up. Aaron's right. Yeah, they're setting up all these little arcs that will inform other movies. But from what I understand, it's very clear now from these two episodes that they are working towards the Young Avengers. And that may be the next Avenger, Avengers movie is the Young Avengers. That's the theory going around and the rumblings from people in the industry have heard possibly. I, I don't disagree with that. I think they're, that's definitely something they want to do, but I'm not seeing that necessarily in this storyline. Yeah, I thought that... Yeah, I keep hearing Young Avengers with regards to... No. And, and they don't do shit exactly like the comics, and and they sometimes they just breeze by it. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. They clip it. I keep hearing Young Avengers. I don't know much about the Young Avengers. Who made up the team? Honestly, the I don't team? either. They were uh, kind of post-Bobby checking out a comic oh, okay. books. So is this like after um, Civil War? But I don't, like, I don't see a lot of like through lines with this series anyways Okay, of setting up the Young Avengers. I think what we're doing with Disney right now... And if they're maintaining any sense of continuity, is they're setting up West Coast Avengers. Okay, so that's, maybe maybe Young still, Avengers. We're and still West talking Coast about Avengers. West Coast after Wandavision. That's what we were talking you about. Know, was West mm-hmm. Coast Avengers. I think that makes more sense to me, and I would hope they would go that route before they did Young Avengers because Young Avengers was like Ultimates. Yeah, era. and that's the thing is they have been doing this Ultimates. They've been taking a lot of stuff from the Ultimates when they did, you know, especially when they chose the Maximoff version of the Twins. That was okay. This is Ultimates. They've, 100%. they've they've touched on so much from the Ultimates. So maybe Young Avengers is getting mixed up, or maybe they're going to blend elements from that. Well, we still got the Eternals. Yeah, we still got a lot of weird shit to flesh out through the entirety of this whole universe and dimensional uh, dimensions and different earths. And we haven't even, t- it feels like we're like right at the precipice. Were of you like, going to say dimensionalities? I, I was, and yeah. I stopped myself. Right. Um, thank you for, <laughs> I don't even know if that might be a word. It's not a word. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't say the not word, uh, <laughs> but it feels like they've got so much stuff on deck that they've already have figured out. What would you give to be in the writer room or the concept room of these guys? Cause you know, they're 10 years in the I'd future. Suck Charlie Sheen's dick. Wow. Wow. AIDS. Yeah. That's a, just to get in the writer's room for a full day. blown AIDS. 
That's a deep cut. <laughs> oh, no. I'd, I'd suck that, it if it had a deep cut on it, too. <laughs> it, would, it could be dripping greenish ooze okay. out of the tip so and we're gonna, blood from the middle. Can See, we and I am fucking going balls deep. I am going to the chin. Unless I'm Kevin Feige, I don't want to be involved in that. I, <laughs> the blowing of Charlie Sheen? Of course not. It's not the blowing of Charlie Sheen. I don't want to be involved in like, oh. like I don't want someone to, I don't want to sit in a boardroom and have them spoil all oh, of my fun that I've been okay. having for the last You don't want to be the architect. You want to be there at the ribbon. No, cutting. I want to be there at the ribbon. Yeah. I know. It'd just be know? interesting to see these masterful minds putting together this Dude, wonderful doing... arc. And they've not, as far as I'm concerned, they've not hit. The, the weird one, the, the also ran for me is when now it's so funny, whereas Black Widow was supposed to have, say, not with without COVID, yeah. we would have gotten Black Widow, right? Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to push it along. But now they're almost holding it like, oh, this is just a side story. It means nothing to nothing. The shit it they could have re-edited it too, so that it didn't fu- like it could fit better. But it was smart. Know. Like they handled it smart. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm really, I'm really. Um, it's going to be interesting how they do Black Panther. It's going to mm-hmm. be very interesting how that's going to no weave back into the fucking world. Um, but I, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I think Speaking they're doing Black a great Panther, job. The word is that uh, the Disney properties will soon be creating a Wakanda as a land. At fucking Disneyland and Disney World. Of course. And I will Why wouldn't fucking, you? Oh, Why I'm wouldn't so you? Wakanda's dope as fuck. And it's a whole fucking, there is a whole community of black folks out there who never saw a superhero that looked like them and that was that awesome. And now they'll have a fucking land to go to, you know, like to, you can go to a land that wasn't just all a bunch of white people and or aliens or pirates. <laughs> oh, Durango. Right? Yeah. So, oh, my God. Uh, I hope they have a Wakandan escort service. Yes. Right? So we've, there's two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now. We have a few less than WandaVision. There's only going to be six episodes of the show, and they're yeah. all about 50. So, like, when you mention the super soldier serum, with, I'm like, holy fuck, they're going to cram a lot of this. We just saw... Our favorite Baron Zemo get fucking yeah. shown at the very dude, end. That dude is so fucking good. Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl. If there's a there's also another series called The Alienist. If you ever mm-hmm. if you I forget what platform at all. I think it's Hulu or Amazon yeah. or something. He's in. He is such a good He's fucking amazing. actor. Um, to and Tarantino s- plucked him out of. He was just a European actor, and yeah. Tarantino picked him to be the sniper guy in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, exactly. And it, his me. Being completely torn from most of his performance, whether I hate him or, or I exactly. kind of like him and, ende- exactly. and he's endearing and kind of what Shoshana goes through dealing with that as well. Totally. She's kind of the conduit. That dude's performance in that movie should have been nominated. Great actor. Should have been nominated. And, and this is who's playing Zemo. He's playing Fuck Baron Zemo. Off. And from what we understand, we're about to see pink fucking hood, legit comic book Baron Zemo. Yeah, eventually. bro. Let's and do it. We've uh, I, I, we've got to move on to music because we're, we're running a little late. That's fine. But what I really look forward to getting into over the next couple of weeks is the Isaiah Bradley character. Isaiah yes. Bradley, the old black dude. Oh, the, yeah. There's a cause... whole comic. They're, they're, in 2003, they made this whole one-off series where it's the story of Isaiah Bradley, a black person who was given the super soldier serum because they tested it on hundreds right. of them, like the Tuskegee, like Tuskegee experiments. Right. And then he was basically handed the mantle of Captain America in Europe after Cap came back to the States right. and fucking did all sorts of wonderful and or amazingly horrible things for the U.S. Right. government. And then they put him in fucking jail for 30, for 30 years to years. test him. It's fucking horrible. It's very timely. We're going to get... I can't wait to see more of Isaiah. He's kind of the Tuskegee Airmen version of Captain America in a weird way. Like, they just... The the U.S. government mistreated this character and, you know, just exploited him, essentially. 100%. Juiced him up, 
Made and, badass. Put, and then and then put and him by in the prison. Way, still pretty badass. Um, I he put a fucking ashtray halfway right. through drywall yeah. with no effort, sir. Just flicked it, and he's like seventy. Yeah. <laughs> so right, the, which is weird because I guess the anti aging. It's like I got a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm got with a lot you. of questions. I'm with you. Um, but. Let's get into some musica caliente. Where's Charo to bring that all? Charo, ay ay ay, Um, I had a mad Charo thing growing up. Dude, she was I, she's fucking fine, and you know what? She kept those fucking technicians on her body for years. She looked twenty five until she was eighty five. Yeah, dog. Uh, she had some serious work done. Um, Okay, so I'll let Bobby go last because it's a, a, a somebody all of you have might or might not have heard of. But <laughs> oh God, Aaron um, always with the you may uh, have heard of them, you may not have. Uh, uh, no, well, not a lot of people know this, but we we they hopefully don't. we've brought this to the people a lot. Um, I was bouncing around um, my my algorithms looking for stuff, and not a lot. There was definitely some stuff I could have pulled um, th- that was hip hop related. Not totally blowing my hair back, but okay. Uh, Griselda boys have some new shit. Benny the Butcher. Those guys put out shit every week. I swear to God. Um, there was a, some other stuff that had come down the pipe. Uh, Static Select had some good shit that came down. Anyway, I came across this particular young lady. She's been out for a little while. Um, I just, the thumbnail looked interesting and I never heard of her. So I put it on and I was like, God damn. Um, absolutely beautiful voice. Um, I love the track especially the first verse it gets into um, super silky. Um, I won't lie. Definitely not hard to look at. Um, she's a <laughs> absolutely gorgeous woman and she sings so goddamn sweetly. Um, I just dug the track, man. I've never heard of her before. So, so the thumbnail really grabbed you though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Choosing that thumbnail means all the difference in the world. Just digital saying. marketing, son, digital marketing, son. Yeah. But this is after passing through pages and pages of shit. I mean, it just, exactly. It's sometimes find shit that diamond just, in the rough. you know, I, I, I'll play some stuff just based on name or whatever, but this is Georgia Smith, Georgia with J's J O R J A. I thought Smith. it was Jorge, 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 Jorge Smith, with, um, uh, this is addicted. Kind of a jam for you, R&B lover. This is for the lovers in the room. Fuck yeah. That's what's up. Ways for the nighttime, days no fun. Got a call from my brother, said he's concerned. You lied about your work and I haven't seen you in months. There's no light in your eyes and she won't open them. The heart gave a more accessible version of FKA Twigs in a way. Dude, yeah. I know you have a Twigs problem. Um, A little bit. Well, Well, she got a honker on her or what? (laughs) Have you seen her? Uh, No, not Um, yet. Why don't you guys take a moment to yourself? All right, hold on. Typing into Google. Georgia Um, Smith just nude. (laughs) Uh, That's all fake. That's all fake. Why do you always add nude? Uh, Because women are objects for my gaze. No, that's fucking horrible. I love me some titties, dude. I love me some titties. I Um, apologize. It's just the way I'm programmed. Look, she's a beautiful woman, but that that track to me sounded like, um, I love Twigs. I like what she does from an avant-garde standpoint, but this this girl can sing. Like her her scale work, especially in that chorus, um, that's... That's somebody who can actually she's like, a more, really, really sing. She's a more classically classic, yeah, uh, absolutely uh, um, perfect fucking R&B. singer. 
R and B. But it's yep. very. It doesn't fit into your standard R and B where there's some hard bass drum and there's there's this very hard like more of a staccato to it. Even though it's slower, this has more of a rambling and a more of a like an ambience to it that that reminds me a little bit of indie rock to a degree. And that's why I like it because I could fuck to this song, but I could also take a dope ass walk to the song. Yeah, you could take a jog, to, which is you ever taken a dope ass so walk, weird. son? Um, you, oh, I'm sorry. If you don't live in Durango, you don't understand that when we go take a walk, everything is gorgeous all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywhere especially now we do live in beauty it 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 reminded me a little bit of radiohead uh with the reverse reverb on the guitar and the way that that double time fucking Mm. uh hit on the snare came in on the chorus it's just fun it's kind of sexy and cute and uh, you know sometimes you need that it's baby making music since since listening to ratchet ass shit is kind of my bread and butter i know i was nice to peel off and hey speaking of ratchet ass shit How about the Melvins and oh, Helmet yeah. and Jesus Lizard? Never heard of and them. And Faith No More and Helmet Mr. Bungle. Never heard, never heard of them. What if they all got in a room together? Excuse me, Mr. Bunghole? I am not familiar with Mr. Bunghole. Mr. Bunghole's a good band. They're good? Yeah, they're fine. Can I see them at the uh, at the Y after bingo? They're good Jewish boys. They're nice kids. I'm they're sorry. Nice boys. Not the Y, the, the JCC. The, the, <laughs> sorry. The y. I forgot who I was for a Ac- moment. See what I'm saying? Accents. He just descends on accents. He can't help. No, I, no, I, because <laughs> I hate being mean. This Can is I just be somebody else. This for is five why minutes? you never date an actress because they have no idea who they fucking are. I dated, ever. I dated ever. three actresses. So, dude, and we, dealt with three. I swallowed all of my pills, and I need you to stay with me exactly. all night. And like, whether they ate the pills or not is still up for debate. And, but I was there, miserable. Anytime your profession is being other people than you. There's a weird thing that happens to you after <laughs> Just saying. And by the way, when some girl claims to have like swallowed all the pills, you do have the option of calling the cops and going to in and out. Right? That's Thank what you, you or, or at least the latter. <laughs> hey, Sean. If you, if you never want that call again. Sean, we heard. <laughs> Can I get a uh, double-double protein Sean, Did we just make and, a suicide uh, joke? Could I get Sean, a, yeah, that was awesome. Sean, how's Stacy doing? We heard what happened. All I have to say is this double double animal style is fantastic. That's it's it. killing. Get it? It's killing. <laughs> uh, Bobby, <laughs> she's her dad's problem. What again. was your what was your uh, what was your song? Okay, so I mentioned all those bands. What we're talking about is a super group by the name of Tomahawk, and we have featured some music of Tomahawks before. Yes. Um, we've talked about Michael Patton on this podcast probably more than we've all had. Hot I'm going to say Art, Run the Jewels and Mike Patton run a close yep. and Aesop and Aesop. Those are the top three. Whoever is dating Mike Patton right now has had his dick in her mouth less than we have over the last year. Mike 100%. Patton is gay as balls. Number does he one. love the cock? Yes, he does. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Who cares? I'm just I just saying. love an angry, aggro, like super male gay guy. It yeah. just makes me. Happy. I think he's pretty pansexual, from what I've read. But ah, so wet holes. Okay. He's into it, wet holes. He likes wet holes, and more power to you. And who friend. doesn't? <laughs> like a Bobby may or not hey, fall into that category. It could be a, it could be a dude's Bobby butt. Perked up a bit. It could be a dude's butt. It could be a microwave paper bag full of chopped liver. He's fucking it. If it's a dude's butt, she better have tits. <laughs> not you, Mike Patton. <laughs> You need the tits attached to the butt. I, I do. You do. I do. It's hey, guess what I have? Tits and a butt. <laughs> yeah, so not, not did, those did he just? Throw you don't want that my out there? you don't want my sweaty conga gorilla tits in your face with the mix of the white and the is uh is Sean hitting? I, I am in a little throw, bit. I'm gonna throw up in both your mouths. 
I still it's, it's, it's a combination of not understanding how he slays so much pussy and just needing to know what it's like so I can understand. What is the opposite of coming? <laughs> <laughs> you had a you had a spontaneous this conversation spontaneous organic vasectomy yeah um so what's the song tomahawk <laughs> god it's Sean. the fucking gin this shit goes down so e- to those Dude, by the way to those yeah we crushed this bottle the to those of you at copper muse distillery your hibiscus gin is wonderful by itself because i'm drinking it like a white girl Sean, on sunday Sean's Sean's drunk. Sean's drunk. uh <laughs> obviously mike Patton, who is the king of my world he's yes yeah, he's so much. He's so much to me. He's the wheat to your thin. I fawn. <laughs> I fawn over my pen. Yeah, you do. Um, Dwayne Dennison from the Jesus Lizard. Uh, John Stanier from Helmet. Uh, I can't say this guy's name. Uh, Kevin Ratmanis. Ratmanis. Uh, Eastern European. Um, he's a ex Melvin. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys have heard the Melvins. They're pretty good. I've heard of them. Um, I know King Buzzo's a piece of work. He's a piece right. of work. <laughs> Um, these guys are the true super group, um, and Mike Patton's a part of a couple of those situations. But uh, Tomahawk has always had a really like soft spot in my heart because Fuck they yeah. they experiment a little bit and they they have fun with it. And he like sings through a fucking megaphone and a gas mask. He'll do through. Fucking... He has a he has a gas mask megaphone, and then he has three different other microphones with yeah. filters on them, so they don't have to produce him live. He can literally do his own production live by moving microphones so for verse, chorus, and stuff. Um, yeah, that's the difference between Tomahawk and Bungle. There are yep. some through lines because th- songwriting wise that they're very experimental and very proggy at certain points and very kind of tongue in cheek. The thing I'd like about Tomahawk even more than Bungle, to be perfectly honest, Me too. Tomahawk has a driving edge to them, almost like a, an innate, like a inside anger to ah. Tomahawk that isn't in Bungle. Bungle's more fun. It's B- less Bungle- serious. They literally shy away from that metal side, and of, they and Tomahawk doesn't. Tomahawk they fucking go in hard. Does not. Yep. They come yeah. in. Not it. not like Mr. Bungle, like thrash version. Okay, which we that's ex- a different thing. But like, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, no. Once you know, Lombardo exactly went in, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. But Tomahawk has never shied away from like driving beats and kind of riffing it out, and like, I'm, and that's obviously the helmet influence Ouch. comes through in their right. music so much. Thank you, sir. and it comes through in this song. That's what's up. Um, this is off their brand new album. It dropped on Friday. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Tomahawk. We played one song. We did. There, I was like gonna play there. that dog eat dog song that came out a couple of weeks ago and I just can't make myself like it. It's, it's the worst song I tried, album. dude. I tried three you times. Don't, yeah. Aaron, I don't like it. Aaron doesn't like anything that's funny. Like any comedy song, like a parody song, Lonely Island songs. Aaron doesn't believe that music and comedy should ever be mixed no, together. it's corny. It's not that corny. It's hilarious it's most corny. of the time. It's you're corny. just dead inside. It's vaudeville. You've had too many horrible things Go happen to you and your damaged goods. Al just admit Jolson. it. Your damaged goods. Too much horrible okay, shit's happened to you. Vaudeville, dog shit, corny corn what? dog. Oh, okay. So Al Jolson and the Bloodhound Gang are the exact same. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> so this song is actually called. <laughs> I'm just trying to fight through this. Jesus Christ! I'm never bringing Jim. Bobby. Will you stop never, talking and let us talk for a second? I'm never. Bring- <laughs> <laughs> that actually almost that was a trigger. 
I almost threw my I almost threw my laptop at you. I saw that. <laughs> oh, wow. That was infuriating. <laughs> no, I bl- I read it out. That tells me exactly how funny it was. What I said. <laughs> so what's the name of the song, Bobby? Uh, I don't even remember. I think it's called Predators and Savin- uh, Scavengers. Predators yes. and Scavengers. Uh, this song is a driving. Fuck yeah. There, uh, he does a lot of the Michael Patton shit in it. I don't know. Whatever. It, it's fucking great, dude. It, this is a great fucking. This sounds like Tomahawk way more than the song from last week. I Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a Tomahawk song. I agree. Thank God we didn't play that song last week. Oh, my Yes, dude. Yes. Long live Tomahawk, dude. That's 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 what I'm that's what I'm expecting from those motherfuckers, right. dude. That's what's up. That doggy dog shit was fine, but this is this is what I pay for. No, I'm saying fine in the kind of you like. Oh, your your baby's cute. It's fine. Um, wow. This is what you expect to hear when I hear yeah. Tomahawk, man. So once a year, I do a Facebook post where I. <laughs> want people to give me their top five uh i don't know what you call it there's like a like a, like a will uh, uh hall pass kind of oh yeah list. like if you could fuck people that right. you're fucking anybody would let you oh, whatever yeah, right yeah. so i i do this every year and i get 150 to 200 fucking responses of people just listing celebrities they want to fuck sure mm-hmm. um but i make sure that everyone has to include one member of the opposite sex Yep. So you can, okay. Like, f- like if you're a guy, it's four girls. Or, sure. You know, if you're a straight male, then it's four girls and one guy that you got to fuck. You're getting right? into murky waters. But and yes, I've never fucking listed Mike Patton on that list. Why? I thought I you did this no year. Idea. And this year's one you put I think Mike I, Patton. I think I might have retracted it in it's a comment. And usually, said, it wasn't inter- Mike Patton. Is it usually either Hardy or Idris? Uh. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth <laughs> between yeah, Hardy do. and Idris. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, brother. I mean, I mean, it definitely matters. <laughs> It matters if you're top or bottom. Not from a racial standpoint. <laughs> just from an acceptance. I'm just, I don't, I, I know I can deal with Tom Hardy's dick. <laughs> yeah, we well, saw it in Bronson. Because I've seen it. Yeah, and we're like, eh, it'll be all right. Idris, none of, none Idris, of have seen Idris's. I, dude, Idris is Pandora's box, bro. I don't even knows? have to, I don't Who even knows? have to, I don't even have to call Dent Pro for the body damage on my butt from Tom Hardy, but Idris Elba, for fuck's sake, he could wizard you don't sleep know. all three of us. You don't know, bro. Idris can, Elba's dick is probably the size of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> the entire body of Deshaun <laughs> you Watson. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I mean, And I, it could throw a fucking dart. Yeah, I'm running for city council of <laughs> Idris Elba's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So that was All music. Right. I have got a challenge for us. Okay. Yes. Uh, for Clutch Our Pearls of Wisdom mm-hmm. this week, I challenge us to each put out a three-word pearl of wisdom. I'll say three words or less. Okay. But you have three words to work with. Okay. Probiotics create poop. <laughs> Salient. Yeah. It's true. Salient. It's, it's a good thing for people to remember when Salient. they are deciding on their health regimen. Salient. Hurry up. I got to pee. Aaron Kellyman nude. I can put that into Google. <laughs> see if you can find it because that gorgeous half ginger, half black freckled fucking specimen from Falcon of the Winter Soldier has me all so shook weird. up. Um, I got... 
three words. It's I don't care about this segment. So I'm going to say <laughs> what I want to say. Um, so I was thinking a lot about vaccines. Rex has got the fever, the heebie-jeebies right now after getting the second dose. And I was thinking, in a weird way, all shitty people in your life are vaccines. Uh, you build an immunity to them after getting sick of them. And you build a resistance to them. But I, I want to know, I want everybody to don't be afraid to immunize yourself. You got to have those shitty people around you. Um, it just makes you stronger. It's called turd immunity. You build it against their shit. And when it mutates, you feel compelled to revaccinate and get more shitty people in your life. And that's okay. You have to have those people excising all the shit out of your life, like all the bacteria out of your life, just leaves you open to getting fucking bigger and sicker. Right. You keep them in your life. It's okay. As long as they're not bad, they can still be shitty. We all have people that don't show up when they say they're going to show up. Don't do what they say they're going to do. And I know last week I said, do what you say you're going to do. And that that's, an, that's a, a an elitist almost approach to life. But the shitty people, the really shitty people, the people that show up that ask you for five bucks in the middle of the night are also the people that you can call that'll give you a ride when your car breaks down. There's a there's a give and take. But and you build up an immunity to it. If you don't if you excise all of them, you don't have an immunity. So when you meet another one, they destroy you. Right. So keep them at least a couple shitty people around. And that's why Aaron's part of this podcast. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are building turd immunity, dude. <laughs> I like that. I like turd immunity. That's a great concept. Um, we kind of touched on that last week, right? We did. A little bit about it's the... It's oh, that stops. was just anal. So we touched on that a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> for sure. But I, <laughs> And a week before that. Uh, we figured Bobby's new keystone in everything is anal. We're going to work out from anal. Can I... Honestly, I don't even like it. <laughs> He doesn't, but he still participates. Bobby's dick has been shit out by more women in this town than Zia. The chick who made the retard movie? <laughs> Happiness only exists for things that are beautiful. You don't know that? That human is going to be disgusted by you. So just accept what you are. What you all are. Tippy, how's my tip? It's a little drippy. How's my tail? Just like everyone has left us, I've been treated like a piece of shit my whole life! My name is Evan Halleck, and I'm the director of Shit Show. For the last nine months, me and an incredible team of stop-motion animation veterans have been making an animated pilot in a garage with the hope of pitching it to series. Shit Show follows three of the most disgusting objects in the world as they fight for acceptance in a world that wants nothing to do with them. This show is for every person who goes about their life, unsure of their purpose, but with the undying hope that it's out there somewhere. I know it looks like we're just another poop and fart joke thing, but we're really trying to make something emotional here that talks about subject matter that's not really talked about a lot. Some of it dark, some of it taboo. We're trying to bring up really interesting things that are kind of shunned away from society. Love is truly the core of this film. It's a matter of, do you love yourself 
or do you need someone else to love you? The story follows Thomas, a used up heroin needle who was tossed away and left to be forgotten in a sewer for the rest of time. But Thomas doesn't want to be forgotten. He knows he's not the evil people make him out to be. We had a really talented crew that just gave it their all. Our cinematographer, whose background working in camera department includes Coraline, Anomalisa, He's been director of photography on projects for Lucasfilm, Disney, and tons of others. Our animator is currently animating on Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Tumble Leaves, and many, many more. Had a high lead to chemical inside of your body! Shit Show's voice reads were just amazing. We've gathered an extremely talented cast of voice actors for the film. Spider-Man! Come on, man! Scoot your boot, other talking baby. Walk tall. He's forced my mind into hyperdrive, taking you on right here and right now! Why do we need the money? We still have a live action shoot to do, which can get very expensive. And we also have a couple key positions and posts still to hire that can get very expensive as well. It's filthy. Horrendous. Dirty and wet and gross. Disgusting. Severely inappropriate. But it truly has a heart. Something in each character that you could kind of connect to. Shit show's different than most other shows on TV because it features poop, a bloody tampon, and a syringe. I think the show's really carved out its own niche there. Shit show is shit. Should have been called total shit show. It immediately assaults the viewer with the most repulsive characters ever. And then somehow by the end, despite the urge to throw up, you're in love with these characters. I got really deep into this character, deep, down, and dirty. Did a lot of research in a small town in Mississippi. I think they should gather money to burn any evidence of this ever being made. You should donate to this project so we can finish it. And then and then you can see it. Whether you donate $1 or $100, we appreciate any help we can get. Plus, we have a ton of fun shit show perks waiting for you once you donate. You should donate so that we can continue to explore these universal questions in a comedic edgy way. Thank you so much for watching this video. We are so, so close to finishing this two-year project and really hope that you can help bring us to the finish line. We hope you can join this shit show with us and see you next time. All I did in quarantine was animate. Please make it worth it and donate.